Hi everyone, this is the Chakra Doctor and I wanted to give you all a big thank you for making Miracle Food the number one detox program on the market. I also would like to give a warm welcome to all of my newcomers and first time triers of Miracle Food. Miracle Food is the Bruce Lee Jeet Kune Do of the holistic world. Now I'm not saying that there aren't other healers out there with products and services. I'm just clarifying that Miracle Food is the best. Come see what the hype is about at ChakraDoctor.org or call me at 818 818- Four two nine one six seven five. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance invites event planners, athletes, and fans to jump back into all the sports opportunities that Greater Raleigh, North Carolina has to offer, from BMX racing to baseball, soccer to swimming, world-class venues for championship play at every level are right here, along with first-rate hotels and exciting off-field attractions and experiences. Learn more and plan your next play at RaleighSports.org. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsborough. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timberlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll! So come place an order at www.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right. Cause that's the way we roll. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, October 8th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! So, let's take a look. We got a lot of games to look at, right? I mean, a whole lot of games. So, let's look first at the HBCU National Game of the Week. It's got to be Jackson State and Alabama A&M. You've got number one, Jackson State, number one in both the HBCU coaches and media polls. Then you've got Alabama A&M, who's number, I think number four in the coaches poll and number five in the media poll, right? Probably rightfully so. I mean, I, you know, with Alabama A&M's loss to Jackson State, I mean, I definitely would not put Alabama A&M, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me, Alabama A&M's loss to Grambling State. I wouldn't put Alabama A&M over 
PV over A&T. So that's about right. You know, you could argue all corn. Um, but in any event, I mean, this is this is going to be a tough – I mean, this is going to be a tough game all the way around. I mean, one of the things that's – and I don't know it may – I mean, I don't know how good it is for Alabama A&M is that Alabama A&M is at home. Now, I think one of the things that Connell Maynard does as the head coach at Alabama A&M is going to do a really good job of is making sure his guys are focused. We're not concerning ourselves with homecoming. Guess what? On a number of different levels. Number one, we're not concerning ourselves with homecoming anyway because we got a football game. But number two, you guys better not even think about even doing anything related to homecoming now, even more so after the loss to Grambling State. Like, I better not catch you even writing the word homecoming, right? Tweeting about homecoming after the loss to Grambling State. I say that facetiously, of course, but they've got to be so focused on this football game and correcting the mistakes from the Grambling game. Now, offensively, we know what Alabama A&M is. We know what Alabama A&M can do. Conversely, on the defensive side from Jackson State, listen, Jackson State plays well against what Alabama A&M is able to do. That's the scary part. You need defensive backs? (laughs) Jackson State's got that for you. You need to stop the run. Jackson State's got that for you. Like, do you know opponents are averaging like 51 yards a game against Jackson State in terms of running the football, in terms of rushing the football? So we know what Jackson State is able to do from that vantage point. You want to see, you know, I mean, what I would want to see from Jackson State, I think you have to make a quill glass uncomfortable in the pocket. You know, that's that's sort of a question. Will how will Jackson State play? Will they play back because they know Alabama AM and the running game is good? Do you, you know, do you go five D backs? You know, do you do you do you go four two five? Do you, you know, go three, you know, three, three, five? What do you do? Right? Or do you go four and put some pressure on that quarterback. And so we're going to ultimately see uh, what happens. But, I mean, I look at Jackson State right now. I mean, in five games, Jackson State has sacked the quarterback. Well, in four games, Jackson State has sacked the quarterback four times, or 16 times. It's four times a game. So, So Jackson State, where in the spring, right, you look at Jackson State, Deion Sanders and company just sort of getting things going, trying to make sure they have all the personnel right. You know, gets his son in there, Shador Jackson, who, by the way, has been very, very good. He's completing 71% of his passes. I'll talk a little bit more about Jackson State's offense, right? But defensively, like Jackson State has the personnel and the numbers to shut down an Alabama A&M defense. Now, that said, you've got a great offensive mind in Connell Maynard and his staff. So that's going to be a game of chess right there, and I'm interested to really see what happens there. Let's flip it. I mean, I look at Alabama A&M defensively. I mean, you know, 
Alabama A&M has got to get something uh, done quickly <laughs> from a defensive perspective. See, the thing about Jackson State, not only was Jackson State playing well, remember, only loss was to Louisiana Monroe, but they had a bye week. So they had time to heal guys, time to really scheme up against Alabama A&M. Meanwhile, Alabama A&M's got to lick its wounds and then come right back and play not only a hot Jackson State team, but a well-rested Jackson State team. And if you're Alabama A&M, you're giving up 35, 36 points a game. You're, you, I mean, you, you're unable to really stop the run. You're awful. I mean, quite frankly, numbers-wise, against the pass, how do you stop Jackson State, right? Like Jackson State hasn't run the football great this year, but they have the ability to run the football. Shador Jackson, freshman quarterback, yeah, he's turned the ball over in terms of fumbling a couple of times this year, but that young man can throw the football. He's got weapons to also throw the football to. So when I look at all of that, I still say that Alabama A&M is going to score some points, okay? I say that not only will Alabama A&M score some points, I also say that this is going to be a relatively high-scoring football game. The thing about Jackson State, though, that, listen, the cons- one of the, the concerns I have about Jackson State, yeah, but Jackson State hasn't scored a lot of points this year. You look at the 7-6 game against Florida A&M. You look at the seven points uh, it scored in the 12-7 loss to Louisiana Monroe. And by the way, had some opportunities to really win that football game. So that's sort of my concern with Jackson State. Like their offense is putting up some numbers, or at least the passing offense, the, the running uh, uh, attack, not so much. But again, I think they can. I think the Tigers can run the football. But that's my concern. So... I'm going to make a prediction, but I'm going to say this also. Like, I feel like Alabama a is going to put up some points. I don't know if Jackson State's going to put up some points. Like, I feel like they have the opportunity to put some. And by the way, you know, a lot of that, the, the, the points that or the lack thereof in some respects that Jackson State hasn't been able to put up is because look at the defense. I mean, Florida A&M's defense is good. Like, Florida A&M shut Alabama State out, who put up 38 points the week before against a solid Bethune-Cookman defense. So, you know, I mean, hey, you know, Jackson State's gone up against some pretty good defense. I don't know how good Louisiana Monroe's defense is. They've gone up against, the, the Tigers have gone up against some pretty good defenses. So I feel like I don't know if Jackson State can score, will score a lot. That said, I think, well, and let me temper that. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a reasonably scored game, meaning, you know, uh, within a touchdown. I think Jackson State wins, and I think we're talking about somewhere around, you know, 28 to 21, you know, 20, um, um, you know, 24 to, 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 to 20, you know, something within a seven-point range, and I've got Jackson State in this football game. The other game in the SWAC, and I gave you my prediction, I say Jackson State uh, is going to beat Alabama A&M. Uh, it's going to be within a seven-point game. 
But you look at that Alcorn State and Grambling game, and it's a now a SWAC Western Division game. And Grambling's coming off a nice win against Alabama A&M. Again, caused Alabama A&M to turn the football over five times. And you talk about the score, 37 to 28, like the score really wasn't even that close. Alabama A&M jumped out, I think it was, what, 14 nothing, And then Grambling just scored and scored and continued to score. And then Alabama A&M, towards the end of it, started to make a game of it. You know, Grambling, they've got the freshman quarterback. The Tigers have the freshman quarterback. How will he do? It's one thing to do what he did against Alabama A&M, but what does he now do against a good defense in Alcorn State? You look at Alcorn State, you look at the running game in Nico Duffy, he's really, really good. You look at the passing game in Felix Harper, maybe not where Felix Harper uh, wants to be currently, right, in terms of, uh, you know, especially when you go back to the 2019 season, nonetheless, still a really good quarterback. And so, you know, while I think Alcorn State wins this game, I mean, listen, Grambling is going to be right there. Grambling's going to be right in that football game. And, you know, ultimately we'll see what happens. Uh, the game is in Alcorn and... Wouldn't you know it? It's homecoming. So uh, let's look at some CIAA action. And let's start with Shaw and Fayetteville State. Uh, Listen, Shaw's played some good football. And, I mean, really didn't show any mercy on Virginia Union. And that's the kind of win you want to see from Shaw. Like, Virginia Union's been one of the better teams in the CIAA's Northern Division. Yeah, okay, so the Panthers are a little down this year. But if you're Shaw, you got to take advantage of the Panthers being down, and that's exactly, exactly what the Shaw Bears did. So you give the Bears a lot of credit. You know, it's been, you know, it's been a tough go for Shaw against Fayetteville State. Um, If I remember correctly, in 2009, Shaw beat Winston, who had a pretty good football team, but couldn't beat Fayetteville State. And listen, I think the Bears are up to the task. But I do think that this is also going to be an uphill battle for Shaw. Now, where Shaw can take advantage uh, of some of the opportunities for sure is being able to run the football. The Bears do a really, really good job of running the football. Okay, almost 200 yards per game. Sidney Gibbs is your main toter, (laughs) if you will. Of the Rock, the whoever the, I mean, they they played a couple of quarterbacks. Torian Campbell's been, you know, a little bit inconsistent this year. Christian uh, Peters has played mostly, uh, and has been has been decent, right? He's got seven touchdown passes, but he's also thrown four interceptions on the season as a redshirt freshman. So, the Bears definitely going to have to be better um, in the passing game, not be able to turn the ball over. But I think. There are definitely some opportunities for the Bears to run the football. Now, with that said, you know Fayetteville State's going to want to pass the football. And Shaw, it's, that, the, the one thing about the Bears, Shaw's got a good defense, right? Giving up like 264, something like that, yards 
of total offense per game. And while Fayetteville State has played well, I mean, they've won, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the Broncos have won the games that they're supposed to win. Now, the one game maybe, you know, I mean, was a tough game, was against Wingate, which the Broncos lost 40-21. to But see, if you look at it, Fayetteville State hasn't, I mean, it, it, the Broncos haven't played, you know, a tough, a really tough team this year. I mean, you could argue the Virginia State wins a good win. I mean, Virginia State's not great this year, but I mean, anytime Reggie Barlow's coaching a team, you know the team's going to be in it. But Elizabeth City State, I mean, I give the Vikings credit. Elizabeth City State won the last couple of games, but I mean, it's not, you know, the Vikings aren't necessarily a very good team. And, and then, last, well, Virginia State, for the Broncos win was a couple of weeks ago. You talk about last week in the win against Lincoln of Pennsylvania. Everybody beats Lincoln of Pennsylvania. So how good are the Broncos really? I mean, I look at the stats. I mean, they're giving up like a ridiculous 151 yards of offense per game, like 51 of those rushing. But again, you have to look at the opponents. And, you know, for me, I think that the Bears have some opportunities to really run the football in this football game to establish the run. And, you know, you, you got to say, okay, the quarterback, uh, you just just don't turn, don't turn the football over. If you can stay away from the turnovers, you obviously have an opportunity in the football game. That should be a really, really good football game. Um, Shawan and Bowie State. Now, this is a prime-time football game. By the way, the Shaw-Fayetteville State game is going to be in Raleigh. And, again, you're talking about two teams that are ranked in the media poll when you're talking about Shawan and you're talking about Bowie State. This game is going to be in Murfreesboro, North Carolina, on the campus of Shawan. You're talking about two premier quarterbacks, Jerome Johnson of Bowie State, Bryce Witt of uh, Shawan, and by the way, these guys, you look at both of these quarterbacks, like, I think when you look at Witt, he's more of a, more of a, he's more of a passer than Johnson is, but Johnson is a passer, right? And then you look at, if you look at it conversely from running, Jer- Jerome Johnson runs the football better than Bryce Witt does, but Witt can run the football. So this is an interesting dynamic of two really good quarterbacks, good offensive lines, solid running games, and then good defenses. Because you're looking at good defenses on both sides. You know, the question for me for Shawan is, will Shawan be able to contain Joshua Pryor? No one has been able to contain Joshua Pryor. Joshua Pryor is like 6'4", 280 pounds, he was a, a freshman on the Box to Row All-America team. When he was a freshman, he's on that team. He is a beast. He is unstoppable. He plays the inside position on defense, uh, on the line. And he gets a bunch of sacks. So how are you going to stop that guy? And then on top of that, if he doesn't sack you, you try to run up the middle, you can forget about that. Like that, you know, Bowie State's very, very tough, pretty good in the um, passing game, right? So, wow, this is going to be a really, really 
interesting and tough football game. And um, I'm excited to see ultimately what happens in this football game. So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Enjoy the football games. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you right back here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Box to Road. Box to Road.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Road.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Road.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader.